0: hi guys hope everyone is well and welcome back to the podcast so to start off this episode is going to be on what to look for in an exercise so the aim of this is to help you determine what's a good exercise for your goals and what's a bad exercise for your goals and this is direct directed towards people who want to like be like gain muscle improve their body composition so it's not more for what to look in a movement to improve your strength it's just Obviously that will be a byproduct of it, but if you're wanting to improve your physique, the main things you should look for in the movement. But to start off before that, give a quick update to myself. So, good week training on my part, due to a few circumstances, had to train at a few different times, which might not sound sound like uh, that extreme for some, but I've just got quite a fixed routine that I like, so it's been a bit of a... We shocked to the system, but however, I've had good productive training sessions, uh, and it's just a case of just working around them. And as for everything else, I've felt so fatigued this week, to be honest, towards the end of the week. So I went into like a lower body session and I just felt, I just felt smashed. Like when I got to the compound movements, I just, I, I didn't feel like I had, I had it there to perform well. So when you become fatigued, which is just when you get physical or mentally tired, you don't have the same oomph in the gym for your sets. Like, the same, I, you can't generate the same aggression for your sets. And that's what I found. Like, I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't go to a place to perform well, if that makes sense. Like, I couldn't get amped up from music. So, eh, uh, you're yeah, definitely on the higher end of fatigue, which means a deload's probably going to come up soon, which I'll, uh, tell my coach on Monday. That's when my check-ins are. But, uh, apart from that, I've still been progressing. I just, I was just so draggy during that session and I felt pretty rubbish this morning. So the reason why it's probably a good idea to pull back soon because once you're in that position you're not going to perform your best and as a result you're kind of digging yourself a hole whereas I could just have a week where I pull back slightly still take progressions but do much less sets or half my sets basically. And then I can get back to full volume the week after and be able to perform well and get that aggression back, get that, uh, just get that ability to get amped up for a set and make the most of my training, have more productive sets. And uh, A few other things indicate that I need a deload or like my digestion, so that's went a wee bit as well throughout the last couple of days, that's something I always find takes place and I'm just tired, like I just yawn more throughout the day, like. it sounds weird but with being in quite a strict routine everything being the same in terms of sleep, nutrition if something changes, I kind of know why if that makes sense which is the benefit of being quite consistent, so I know it's not my sleep, I know it's fatigue uh, so enough about me we're going to get into the podcast, so what to look for in an exercise first of all, might seem, it might seem quite straightforward but it's targeting the right muscle so you want to make sure what exercise you're choosing is targeting the right muscle and not just targeting the right muscle you want to make sure that it's going to be it's going to bias that muscle the most so a good example is like when you're deadlifting you're going to incorporate your biceps just pulling on the bar you're going to your biceps are going to be very slightly but it's not like I'm going to choose a deadlift to Build my biceps, there's a lot better exercises. Another example is like, uh, let's say you bench press with a barbell, you will be using your triceps to an extent, but let's say you don't feel it in your triceps after the set, and it doesn't feel like your triceps are tired at all after training them, you don't get any soreness the day after, then probably not a good exercise for triceps, although it does work your triceps. So... You want one that biases your muscle as much as possible. So, what you want to look for as an exercise is like something that, yeah, just works the muscles as, as much as possible. So, like I said there, if a dumbbell press, you can get a really large range of motion, your chest feels on fire after a set, it feels like it's been worked a lot and it feels really effective, it's sore the day after, then that might be a good, good movement to grow your chest. Whereas, if you do a dumbbell chest press, you don't feel it in your chest after the movement, you've not got a pump, you've got no soreness and you just can't feel it at all, it doesn't feel like you've worked your chest or had an effective exercise for your chest then it's probably not a good idea if that makes sense so yeah just make sure it's targeting the right muscle you ideally want to take a movement through a range of motion that's pain free going on to my next point so You also want to look for an exercise, like I said, that doesn't cause pain, so it doesn't matter how good an exercise is, if you're hurting yourself on a weekly basis or if you're causing pain on a weekly basis, it might cause you to be out of training for a decent period, it might cause you not to be able to train, so it's not worth it, especially long term because you've only got like one body, you've only got one set of knees, you've only got one set of elbows, shoulders etc, so you can't just go, go beating yourself up in the gym. There's other movements that can be pain-free, and it's good to not be fixed in your ways and fixed in your views with an exercise. For example, if you've got the view, oh, I need to, I need to bench to grow my chest. I need to bench to grow my chest, and you just fuck your shoulders and elbows up every week, then you, you, you're just digging yourself a hole. You don't need to do any exercise to grow any muscle. Although, yep, some might be beneficial for certain reasons. You don't have to. So just make sure what you're doing is pain-free, and uh, work around things that cause pain, and make sure your execution's good. So you're doing movements with good form to limit pain. And if pain's still present, you can't do anything about it. You've tried uh, changing your form, etc., and it doesn't make a difference. And you could try changing the rep range, but if no luck with that, just move exercise. Like I said, there's no certain exercise you have to do. So, uh, yeah, pain-free is a big one. And uh, it's really easy to think about training in a long-term aspect. So you don't really think... Nobody nobody really thinks long-term when they think of their training a lot. They think, oh, I want to get this now, I want to I want like PR now. I don't think, how can I be... Injury-free and still be progressing 10 years down the line. Nobody thinks about that. And uh, fair enough, you don't. It's obviously a long time away. But it's something to consider because you don't want to be in bits, not be able to bend your knee because you've hammered them doing a certain exercise that always hurts your knees every week. So, uh, yeah, that's something very important. And it's something I struggle with a wee bit, so I think, oh. Like, a good example is uh, my knee was a bit sore doing leg extensions and we did play about with changing how I'm performing them, so it doesn't hurt my knees, but it still felt a bit funny, so uh, AJ, my coach, su- was like, suggested taking them out, I was like, oh no, I don't want to take them out, because I know it's a valuable exercise to do, so that's me, like, going back to old ways, not thinking that it is just an exercise, it's nothing special about it, like, I think I could grow my legs without the leg extension, so, that just shows you, everyone does it at some point now and then, so, Next up is making sure you're in a stable enough environment. Sorry, I'm just drinking my coffee. So, a stable enough environment, this is when you are in an environment where you don't have to stabilize your body an awful lot. So, a good example is like squatting in a smith machine or squatting with a barbell on a boated ball. So, a bullsuit ball bull, or yoga ball or whatever you want to call it, one of the big, big massive inflatable balls. If you've done a squat on that, you'll probably fall, hurt yourself, I don't know, breaks on or that. Whereas if you're doing a Smith machine, not on a bullsuit ball, on a flat surface with flat shoes, you're going to be much more stable. The more stable you are, the more force you can produce, which means most, the more weight you can lift. So, This is a good example of why you can lift more on a like a leg press instead of like a barbell back squat. So you might be thinking just because you can lift more weight does that mean I should only leg press and there's no point squatting with a barbell. No definitely not. If you put yourself in like a leg press and only do like machines for your leg training your body's only going to need to use its muscles that move the weight from A to B so you won't be using muscles that stabilize you. Therefore, if it's never available or when you come out of the machine and you've been doing that for ages, you will get muscles that don't fire, don't work as they should. And it will cause you to have like issues down the line with like dysfunctional issues. It's not like a huge, huge issue if you like do it for like a small period of time, but I do think it's good to have some free weights in your program eh, to some extent. So you should try and get a stable environment. You don't, like I said, it doesn't have to be as stable as as possible, but you don't want to be lacking a lot of balance. So, like I said, you don't want to be squatting on like a BOSU ball or with really, really, really supported spongy shoes. You want to have flat feet, and you want to be able to be strong and stable for your movements. So this is a good idea to bear in mind when you're doing your movements. So that's why. You should use leg drive when you're doing like a barbell bench press or this is why you should brace when you're doing an exercise. So taking a big belly breath when you're going down on a squat. So you're more stable so you can lift more weight. So that's something to consider when selecting your exercises. So uh, yeah, like I said, a good example is like doing a... This is a great example actually because obviously I mentioned a bosu ball but nobody's probably, no, probably going to try and do that on a... A squat and a bow ball, unless they're an absolute lunatic. So, a good example is doing like an overhead press with a barbell. So, you could do it seated or standing. So, standing, doing it standing, you're gonna have to balance from obviously your feet to holding the barbell in your hands. So, you've got to balance all the way down your body. And you've got to use all those muscles. Whereas, if you're seated, yes, you're gonna have to like stabilise using your shoulders. You're gonna have to keep the barbell In the correct place but you don't have to worry about keeping upright using your legs not arching your back because you're supported on a bench if you do it seated so this is a good reason to do it seated and not standing and uh, yeah so just try and consider that on other exercises a good another good example is like a chest fly so if you're doing a chest fly without a bench behind you you'll get to a point where if you're doing a lot of weight you like The weight will try and like throw you back and it will just be awkward. You'll feel unstable maybe and it will be hard to do the exercise. So going on to that, my next point room for improvement. So like I was saying about chest flight, if you do it standing, not supported at all, if you get really, really, really strong at it, let's say you're lifting your weight, it's going to fling you back. It's going to be really hard to keep in the same spot. So at that point, the limiting factor is going to be your body weight and your ability to stay in the same spot, not your strength. So this is a good example why you may want to sit on a bench in a chest fly or use a chest fly machine and this applies to other exercises so if your dumbbells only go up to 30 and you're currently bench pressing or dumbbell pressing 30 kilos then you yeah you'll be able to progress it but only to an extent so if you're doing like 35 plus reps with it it might be a good idea to do a barbell bench press because you've got more room for improvement so yeah just make sure that you've got progressive runway it's called so that that just basically means room for improvement with an exercise so you're not going to be able to just do it for a few weeks and then max out how much you can progress the movement so that's something very important because in order to grow our muscles we need to apply progressive overload basically means we need to put more stress on our muscles if we're not doing that we're going to have the same physique if we are doing that we're going to grow muscles so make sure you're always trying to get some room for improvement, so another example is if you've got like cable machines and you're stacking out all the machines, you're stacking out shoulder press, leg extension, you've got to find a way to make it harder, you can't just keep showing up doing 12 reps on it with the same weight and expect your muscles to grow, yes it might grow if you do other exercises and progress them, but why not get your bang for your buck from all movements and try and progress it in some fashion if it's making the tempo longer or if it's pausing it at the top or if it's doing a single leg just all these things can help basically give you room to progress movements and make them harder next is range of motion so range of motions basically how far you're taking an exercise or how much you're moving your joint through a motion if, if that makes sense so what i mean by this is let's say like a bicep curl if you're curling it up And squeeze your bicep really hard at the top then you're extending until your elbow is straight or your arms locked out that's a large range of motion if you're only curling it up a quarter of the way that's a that's not a large range of motion so the reason why we should try and focus on taking our exercises for a large range of motion research shows us that if we do it's more beneficial to muscle growth basically so there's a caveat to this so if the muscle's not under load doesn't mean you should take it through a large range of motion. So what I mean by this is if the tension's on the muscle, there's no really any point visiting that range of motion with a few exceptions. So a good example is like a barbell back squat. You don't have to fully lock out your knees and squeeze your quads at the top of a barbell back squat. One, because there's no tension on your quads and two, because you're probably going to hurt your knees. Same with doing it on a leg press, same with doing it on like a swim so Machine Split Squat, it's just not necessary. So keep the tension on your quads. But on the leg extension, if you can straighten your leg and get and load your quad without the tension dropping off your quad, or the muscle on your front of your leg if you don't know what a quad is, then you might as well do it. I don't see why you shouldn't. So, a good, a good, a good, eh, uh, rule of thumb is to take it through as large a range of motion as possible. That's pain free with the tension still on your muscle. So, yeah. I see a lot of people, including myself in the past, still do it time to time maybe. Decrease your range of motion to lift more weight and especially on things like the leg press or squatting and yes, you might be lifting more but are you going to grow your muscle as much? Probably not and long term it will just set you back. The more load you lift, the more you'll probably have aches and pains in your joints because the more stress you're placing through your joints. So... Next up, what to look for in exercise is enjoyment. So, enjoyment something that's very, very important. So you might be thinking, why does enjoyment matter? It doesn't, like, if I enjoy an exercise, it's not going to make the difference to my chest growing or not. True, but if enjoyment makes a difference from you going to the gym or skipping your session or for you trying hard or not putting the effort in, I'd rather see a less effective exercise or a bit of a shittier exercise than someone doing the perfect exercise, the perfect split, but not enjoying it at all, not staying consistent because at the end of the day, if you want to make progress, you can get away with going to the gym, training hard, and you will progress. You won't progress as effectively, but you'll still progress. You, won't, Aye. So, the main thing you should focus on if you're getting started is just staying consistent. And like I said, if enjoyment makes a difference from staying consistent or not staying consistent, then enjoyment should always come first. So, once you have been going to the gym consistently and you just like start to really, really enjoy the process, then you could make sure you're doing things more effectively. But you should just prioritise basically enjoying it and showing up every day and uh, putting the effort in. So, next is stimulus to fatigue ratio. So, this is something, it's it's quite complex and it's probably not going to like be much of an issue if you're a beginner, but I still want to cover it anyway. Uh, so it's stimulus to fatigue is how much stimulus or how much effectiveness or bang for your buck is exercise giving you to how much tiredness and fatigue, in other words, it gives you. For example, if you're doing, let's say, a... Uh, barbell back squat but you've got the bar low in your back you're bending over a lot and you're just going to parallel and you're doing really 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 low reps let's say 3 reps and after it you feel absolutely ruined it affects the rest of your session you feel tired after your session and it just impacts your performance massively then that's probably a fatiguing movement if that makes sense and especially if you're doing it really really close to failure or training to failure So what you could do is you could argue that it's not worth the bang for its buck. So if you're not, let's say you're trying to train your quad from that movement, you're if you're just going to parallel, you're probably not getting that much knee flexion. You're probably also loading a lot of other muscle groups. If you're bending over a lot and uh, leaning forward a lot and the bar's on your back as a result, You could probably get an exercise that's smarter to train your quads that doesn't bring about as much tiredness from doing so. So, this is something to consider. So, this is a good reason to maybe do, let's say, a conventional deadlift instead of a sumo deadlift. Or maybe a deadlift instead of a rat pull. Or maybe, let's think... Maybe like a bicep curl instead of a pull up for your biceps or for your, yeah, for to grow your biceps. So, this is something to consider. As I said, it's probably not going to have a massive difference if you're a beginner, but when you get more advanced, it's something to consider because you don't want to just feel absolute ruin from one exercise if it doesn't give you that much value. Uh, so, I said the squat example, a better exercise to do might be, uh, Barbell back squat with the bar high on your back and raising your heels so you have much more range of motion at your quad, you're handling less weight and you'll probably find your quad will feel it much more and you won't feel as ruined from the set. So next is injury risk. So I basically touched on pain free earlier. It's kind of similar to this. If you're doing an exercise and you get injured every Let's say every couple of months you just get injured by the same exercise. Let's say you're doing a Romanian deadlift which is basically a deadlift with your legs pretty straight and you don't touch the ground, you stop before you touch the ground and then you lift it back up with a straight spine or neutral spine or whatever you want to call it. Let's say every couple of months you hurt your back doing it. You always pull something or you get a shooting pain or whatever and then you have to rest for a week or two. But on the other hand, when you do a straight leg deadlift, you never get injured, it feels amazing, and it feels really, really safe to do, and you're really confident with it. Then it might be a good idea to do a straight leg deadlift instead, because yes, you could argue the remaining deadlift, you could argue an exercise on paper is better than another, but if it's causing you to miss out on training, and spend time away from the gym, then it's probably not the best. So you want something that you can progress in a safe manner. So, yeah, just bear that in mind when you're training and that should definitely influence your decisions when making them in the gym. So, because when you're out of the gym, you're not going to be able to train. Simple as that. So the priority is being able to train consistently. So I heard someone say before, the best bodybuilders are the one that, that uh, don't get injured. So what that basically means is, it's not about who, it's not about who's like, let's say, it is, well, at the end, sorry, I'm butchering, my, I can't even get my words out. So, it's basically about who can be really, really consistent with their training and not being able, not having to rest because they're injured. Because if you're having to rest because you're injured all the time, then that's taken away from time you could be progressing in the gym, if that makes sense. So, That's something that you should definitely, definitely consider. So just a wee quick recap of all eight points. You should make sure your exercise is targeting the right muscle. It's not causing pain. You're stable enough to lift a decent amount of weight without wobbling all over the place. You've got room to progress in movement. You're taking your muscle that you're trying to grow for a large range of motion. You enjoy the training or enjoy the exercise. You... Don't get extremely fatigued from a movement. That doesn't mean you should avoid doing movements that are like compound lifts that work a lot of muscle groups, but just bear it in mind when choosing between two or something. And last is injury risk. So write them down, let that impact your decisions when like swapping an exercise out or choosing an exercise to do. And uh hopefully that helps. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts for that, please give me a follow, give me a rating and review, greatly appreciated. Spotify, follow me, YouTube, like, subscribe, comment if you like and thank you very much for listening. Hope everyone has a great day and everyone's well.